well, what you could do is build your MSSP and the business that's growing at the same time. So you're, you're both growing, you're both building, you're both learning. And, and you don't need to come in the first day and, you know, start changing everything. It's, it, it's really, um, it, not, not hand-holding, I would say, but really accompanying the, your customers and making sure that they're, they're protected to the level that they need to be. I mean, some, you don't need to go overkill sometimes. Sometimes, you know, people throw things at you, try to scare you and to get the sale, which is fine. You know, that's one tactic. But most of the time, owners, CEOs, you know, they'll see through that and, and they'll feel intimidated or they'll feel threatened more than, you know, or pressured to buy more than actually I'm getting something good out of this partnership. Welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast, recorded under the big blue skies of Texas, where one CISO explores the cybersecurity landscape with the help of friends and experts. Here's your host, Alan Alford, President and CISO at Alan Alford Consulting. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast. That's George Murchak, whose job titles are all in French as he's in Quebec, and my French accent is so horrible I'm not going to attempt to tackle them. But let's summarize. George has held a lot of roles in cyber, both as a full-time practitioner and as a consultant. He's been an IT director, director of technology as well, um, but he's also worked with small businesses. And I'm about to have a big announcement around cybersecurity for small businesses with my own consulting practice, so the little guys are top of mind for me right now. George and I decided to tackle the subject of cybersecurity for small business together. George, thank you so much for coming on down to the ranch to chat with me about this. Thank you for having me, Alan. All right. Honor. I appreciate it, man. I truly do. I support my wife's uh, small business, just as a side note. Uh, and I have a vested personal interest in these things. It's not just that I'm going to be launching a practice around this. Like, I'm already doing it, right? And I think that a lot of practitioners end up supporting somebody small on the side, right? Like, all of us that do IT end up doing IT for the family at a minimum. So I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, compelling need to kind of talk a little bit about these small guys and how we support them. Uh, but I thought I'd start with some scary stats. I compiled these from uh, Verizon, IBM, and Accenture. So these are reputable sources. Uh, I'm going to throw some of these out. Nearly 43% of cyber attacks are on small businesses. That is scary. 82% of ransomware attacks were targeted at companies with less than 1,000 employees. 61% of SMBs were the target of a cyber attack in 2021. And I would think that's going to be just increasing with time. I would think so, too. And here's our last one. 37% of companies hit by ransomware had fewer than 100 employees. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very easy for uh, targeting small companies these days. I think they're, they're sitting ducks, right? Um, but here's they where are. it gets interesting, and here's part of why they're sitting ducks. I think it's their own attitude and their own approach. So here's two more scary stats that are completely on the opposite side of what we just discussed. 36% of small businesses have no concern whatsoever about cyber attacks, is what they said in the survey. Another 59% of small business owners have no, uh, who have no cybersecurity believe that their company is too minuscule to be targeted. We need to have uh, some sort of awareness and, and tackle this uh, to improve these type of stats. But stats is one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one last, one last scary one about their attitude and posture. 47% of businesses that have less than 50 employees don't allocate any funds towards cybersecurity at all, while 51% of small businesses don't utilize any IT security measures. Yeah, 
Yes, it's uh, when you look at it like that, just the numbers, it, it is scary. And and um, a lot of companies just don't know where their uh, posture is, or they some of them don't even know what security is <laughs> in general. But but what this tells me is the threat is real, the preparedness is not, and we've got to do something about that, right? Like. Uh, for sure, and 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 what you see is, and and this is also from my experience. Um, and just to let you know, like I used to, have, I used to be part of a partner in an MSP as well. So I used to see a lot of companies. I used to consult for a lot of companies as well, and not an MSSP, but an, as an MSP a while back. So and and what you see is that small businesses are sometimes detached. Um, you know, they, you'll they'll hear threats. They'll they'll see. In the media, these big companies getting breached and so on. So for them, it's far away. It's it's none of their concern. It's uh, you know nobody really talks about the small business. And and the reality is, and I've experienced it many times, helped out customers many times, is that they do get breaches. They just don't know who to reach out to, who to talk to. They can't compare because small businesses don't necessarily need to either disclose or say anything and you know they just have to kind of deal with it by themselves and sometimes they don't even realize that it's an actual security incident they just think things are broken or things are not working the way it is and and so you know it's it, it, it for them it's it's business they need, you just need to do their business and and all this either it or security or other compliance stuff it's just you know not their realm not their concern and and they kind of go in it thinking that they'll be just fine on the long run, which is which is you know and that's some of them is not all of them but that's some of them where they, you know they'll focus on their business and they'll say well when whenever it comes up we'll just deal with it you know right then we'll then and there which deal is with a bad approach exactly okay so let me let me ask you this on the MSP perspective I'm real curious about this because I you know isn't there a certain amount of fear of liability on the part of the MSP. In other words, an MSP is not an MSSP. They're not a cybersecurity exactly. expert per se, but they are the ones on the hook for the IT stuff. And if the exactly. bad thing hits, exactly. aren't they worried about that backfiring on them? Uh, uh, I could tell you that they do worry about it. They just might not show it or they, you know, you don't want to show that you're kind of concerned. And, and most MSPs, um, they'll try to say that they do security or, or the best they can, or they'll have it in their offering. And, and and this is not to say that they're not good or you know they don't know what they're doing. It's it's just it's it's a matter of knowing what security really is, the market, uh, the threats, and a lot of MSPs will turn into the technical. You know they'll look at the technical side. You know we have a firewall, we have the antivirus, you're good to go. Um, I mean yes, maybe at a certain point in time that used to be okay, <laughs> and just and just okay. <laughs> Uh, but these days you, you can't just rely on just basic IT tools, uh, to protect you and you have to be proactive. A lot of, a lot of small businesses, like I said, you know, they'll just react to something and, and, and the, the approach of either an MSP or an MSSP is to be proactive. So you have to work before you have to do the work before prepare for it. It's not, it's not, and you know, it's like the cliche that they say, it's not a, it's not a if, it's a when, you know. Um, it will happen. It's just if you're not well prepared, um, that's when you're going to see the real impact and that's when you're going to be scrambling and trying to figure out what to do out on the spot. And that's, 
you know, that's just a bad feeling, a bad situation. And you're jeopardizing your business. You're jeopardizing as jeopardizing as well your your the, the well-being of your employees because you have certain responsibilities within your community, within you know your employees, their families. So there is a concern. Some some business owners or CEOs will think about it, um, but they'll still not put it on top of their list or priorities. And that's just because they're not well informed. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think education is a key component to all of this. Now, let me let me pivot to this. We talk about how the bigger businesses have the bigger budgets, have the bigger awareness, have the bigger preparedness. Um, you know, and the little guys are sitting ducks without without all those defenses in place, which is, I think, why so many of them get hit. But are there any any benefits to being the little guy? Like like this idea that oh, I'm so small, I can duck, obviously isn't real. <laughs> but are there any benefits to being the little guy in this scenario, or is it all is it all lose? Well, it's it's not that it's necessarily all lose. Again, it, it's about being aware and being educated and talking to the right people. I mean, if you're just talking to your MSP or your internal IT guys about security, they'll go only so far, and 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 that's where uh, you'll stop at their knowledge and their expertise, and it'll be more technical. You won't have necessarily um, anything tied into the business in general because security touches everything. Um, and a lot of times people forget, you know, they'll think it's just computers and laptops, but there's also physical security, there's compliance, there's, you know, laws, policies. So, so it's a big, it's a big, um, task. Um, you just need to have the proper expertise, the people that have been in the business or know what the market is, where things are shifting. I mean, today, you know, people are talking about AI and so forth and privacy, but then tomorrow could be another product. Are you ready for it? You know, are, are you ready to tackle that? Or is your business adapted and is your strategy adapted to, to, to leverage new technologies or new situations um, to the advantage of your business? And smaller companies, again, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to figure it out on their own. They'll try to rely on their internal staff, but it's 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 not the best way to go and you know that's that's for me i find it a bit sad in the sense that they're kind of left on their own yeah and and that and that brings me to my next question was you know here we all are CISOs and directors and vps and practitioners and we've been in this field forever and we do it for mid-market and we do it for enterprise and we know this world inside and out and it's just so obvious to us security is like breathing for us and then we have these little guys that it's the polar opposite story. Is there any value or benefit in bringing that CISO expertise to these little guys? Like it seems to me that to your point, it's more than technical controls. Maybe that CISO can be the education source, can be the wake up call, can be the, you know, the, the source of awareness for these guys. Cause I, it really sounds like more and more what we're tackling here is an awareness problem. It is an awareness problem. And, and the way I see it is, um, if you do have, let's say, an internal CISO or a security manager or, or someone responsible for security, um, that person needs to have um, an honest conversation with the management and the CEO. And and they need to not, not just be doom and gloom and say, you know, we need to put this because, you know, it's you have to have a conversation. You have to understand the perspective from the business and understand what their challenges are in the day to day and how you can tie in security into that and not hinder them necessarily. Um, and, and so 
you know, like big businesses, they'll have a big structure. They'll have a lot of resources. If, if they have a breach, if they have a situation, um, their advantage versus a smaller guy is that their, their brand power, sometimes they'll have market dominance and they can just outlive it, you know, and they can ride with the heads, yeah. or exactly, you know, they'll have a PR, uh, you know, uh, relations and, and they can deal with it. And I mean, look at the companies now, you know, some of them are getting breached, but they're not going to close down tomorrow. People need them. People need to work with them. People need them as suppliers. And, and sometimes the smaller companies, they'll think, well, you know, I'm not important or I don't count or nobody's going to target me. The, the, the fact of the matter is you're a small supplier to someone bigger sometimes. So example, you're a small supplier or you manufacture, let's say, I don't know, medical gloves or syringes or whatever it is, and you provide to a hospital. Well, for the hospital, you're a potential uh, liability if something happens with your business. Not only do you cut off the supply, um, but if they don't have any other suppliers to go to, then, you know, they're kind of stuck. So bigger organizations rely on smaller businesses for sourcing their products or services and so on. So the small guy does matter. Uh, it's part of the economy. It's part of the the castle. The the the, the way I see it is uh, it's like a playing card castle. You know, you're at the bottom. It's true you're at the bottom. But if you pull that one out, everything crumbles. So you need to explain that in a way to business owners and CEOs that while you are small, while you might not feel you're targeted, uh, you are and you will be eventually, if not already. And and just just saying it like that sometimes you know it's still not a it's not a, a way of convincing somebody or, or or even from a sales perspective, it's it's more of a really understanding that business so let's say i'm i'm going to a small business now and i'm an mssp and i just walk in and say well you know here i have these i can do monitoring um i'll slap in some sensors and i'll just check your stuff 24 7 that's great that's okay but then if there's nothing around it to hold everything together it's not just having somebody monitor it's having somebody also react it's having somebody having procedures in place of IR playbooks. incident, you know, so some MSPs will just, you know, they'll target the big companies as well. And I've, uh, I've experienced it myself. They'll just call me up and say, well, I have a product. We will monitor your stuff. It's 24 seven. That's great. Sign here. Um, three year, five year or whatever, but that's not the right way of doing it. If you're an MSSP and you want to help these smaller guys, you have to be an extension of their business. You can't be just a supplier. So that's why like MSSPs, me personally, I prefer going local as much as possible in the sense that they'll understand my local market, my, my challenges. Uh, they'll know the business. They've seen the name, um, you know, and they speak my language. <laughs> but uh, so, so you get a more intimate relation. Um, going in with bigger MSSPs, um, it, it's sometimes hard to get what you want or geared towards your smaller business. Yeah, that makes good sense. That makes real good sense. Um, plus, there's that whole sort of small business vibe. Small business owners get one another, right? Like, just if, if the MSP is small and you're small, then you both kind of live in the same bucket to begin exactly. with, right? And and that's a good point. And and what happens is, let's say you go with an MSP that has somebody that's experienced, uh, that's been in the field, that's you know, done big and small. Uh, 
from their background. Well, what you could do is build your MSSP and the business that's growing at the same time. So you're, you're both growing, you're both building, you're both learning. And and you don't need to come in the first day and, you know, start changing everything. It's it, it's really, um, it, not hand-holding, I would say, but really accompanying the your customers and making sure that they're they're protected to the level that they need to be. I mean, some you don't need to go overkill sometimes. Sometimes, you know, people throw things at you, try to scare you and to get the sale, which is fine. You know, that's one tactic. But most of the time, owners, CEOs, you know, they'll see through that and, and they'll feel intimidated or they'll feel threatened more than, you know, or pressured to buy more than actually I'm getting something good out of this partnership. Right, right. I like that. You know, and, and something that occurs to me too, we, you know, it's kind of circling back a little bit is the attack surface paradigm. The big guys have a boatload of attack surface. There's a million and one ways to crack into an enterprise, right? You, you know, they're going to have some VDI solution over here. They're going to have some VPN solution over here. They're going to have some sassy thing over here. They're going to have all these cloud apps they're using, and they're going to have email and phishing and all the various targets and sundry. I think when you shrink down to the smaller business that the attack surface is in fact reduced. Like, I wonder if that's, if that's a valid theory and if that's worth exploring a little bit. Like, is it just the phishing attacks? Like, like what gets these guys? Let's pause right there to hear a brief word from Seraphic Security. Seraphic helps you defend your digital workplace with security and DLP for every browser and essential desktop apps like Microsoft Teams, Slack, Asana, and Notion. Protect against compromise and prevent data loss via the web with Seraphic. Learn more at seraphicsecurity.com. No, 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 no. And, and, that's, and that's where it's important to have this conversation with the owners and explaining it's not just your, your PC or your laptop. So uh, from, from my opinion is that everybody has the same more or less attack surface because we're all, we all have something public facing. We all have some sort of a website. We all have emails. We all have, I don't know, uh, let's say a store at the corner of the street. We all have, we're visible to everybody everywhere. And the less protection you have, the less planning you have, the less strategies you have. Well, the, the, the method that they use for the big guys, it's going to be, 10 times more efficient and quicker to breach you when you're smaller, just because you're not thinking of these things. So it, the attack surface is still very similar in general. Um, you know, the bigger guys might have more complex systems or, you know, they have 65 offices compared to where you might have two offices. Um, but that's just something that, you know, is, is exponential with growth. But at the base of it, it's all the same. In the sense that you need you need the same protections everywhere, you need the same strategies. They might be tuned or fine-tuned for a small business. Uh, for example, um, let's say you have a small business where you're in the health sector, so you still have to comply with certain laws. Certain you still have to put things in place. You still have to invest in the same stuff that the bigger guy does. All the regulatory so, pressures are still there. Exactly. So saying, "Well, I'm small. I don't need this," is not exactly true. It's it, you have to really understand what your business is and what you're impacting. And then at the same time, smaller businesses, and especially these days, you'll see it is there's a lot of consolidation. There's a lot of mergers. There's a lot of buyouts and so on. So let's say I'm a small business. I have this MSSP and he just, you know, selling me basic services, which is great. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk about strategy. He doesn't talk about my business. He doesn't really, you know, he, I'm just buying a service 
or selling a service and flat and that's it. Like paying for so cable say, TV. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's not great. So let's say I'm a CEO of a company and I have plans for the down the line of buying smaller companies. I'm small now, but I have plans of buying other companies or merging with other companies. If I don't tell this to my MSSP and I start building my stuff around the fact that I'm just a single little shop, then this MSSP, when the day you, you say, well, by the way, I bought this company and we need to do this, you know, we need to merge or we need to, you know, get it all done. Well, these guys are not prepared. Your policies might not be the same anymore. Um, who owns what? Who's responsible for what? And then you're just, you know, you're just another MSSP and you're getting, you're kind of like struggling to figure out what's going on. And that's why it's important to have the discussions with the owners or the management team or the executives is like, yes, you want to be protected. These are the risks. What's your business plan? What's your business vision? Where are you going with your business? Are you there just to be, you know, the local little company and you're just providing basic parts or do you have plans for the future? Do you have growth? Do you have, you know, are you tackling other markets? Are you going to be doing other products? And an MSSP that has an advisor or, 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 or a staff that's well experienced will come and see and say, oh, you know, wait a minute. If you're thinking of mergers, that's great. We don't need to, you know, be involved maybe right now, but let's look at the, let's look at the strategy your your security strategy. You know, how are you going to do this later on? Who's going to own what? And, you know, and, and start the conversation at least and be prepared on both ends. So, Small companies might be small today, but they'll be big tomorrow, maybe. You never know. So you need to have an MSSP. If they're they're with you as a partner from the beginning and they grow with you, they know your environment. They'll get more familiar. They know your policies. They'll help you build it. And, and you know, you move forward this way. And again, I mean, it doesn't mean you'll be 100% secure. It doesn't mean you'll be, you know, the perfect environment for uh, protecting everything, but you'll be prepared. You'll know what to do. You'll know who you call. You'll know who to get advice. Um, and and uh, I think that's what small businesses need is is somebody being there from the beginning and helping them grow. And they grow with them as they mature. Trusted advisor, like a true yep. advisor. And and that yep. and that goes back to the CISO question. Like, yes, there's a ton of value there is what I'm hearing. That a, that a real CISO with that real business forward perspective can be all the difference in the world versus you know, subscribing to cable TV and getting your quote unquote exactly. security that way. Exactly. Right. And, 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 you know, um, a CISO, I mean, if, if, if you're able to have a CISO and let's say you have that, that CISO is not necessarily surrounded by the resources that he needs. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to help him out going, getting an MSSP because then he'll be able to rely on somebody to talk to as well and bounce off ideas. And so he'll be the bridge between the business and, the MSSP and you know and you know he'll understand the technicalities or the details of security while talking to the MSSP but then translate that to the business and say listen you know we have the strategy of releasing this new product we're going to put it cloud-based and we need to think of this part of the security or this uh, law or this you know uh, tool and you know he'll build up the case he'll build up the business case and so on and, and, and he can be a bridge. You don't need to necessarily have 20 people on security or 100 people or as long as you have somebody in, internal that understands it and can do the bridge. Or if you, you're not financially stable yet or 
you don't feel like you need a CISO right away, then getting an MSSP that has an advisor assigned to you or has somebody you can call up and, and, and talk to, uh, but you have to have an honest conversation. That, that, that's one of the issues I find is that people will talk uh, or they'll, they'll, they'll be very general or they'll say, oh, I just need protection. But you have to go deeper. Uh, somebody that has experience will dig for the answers. You know, he'll be persistent. He'll dig for the answers. He'll try to find what the bottom line is, what the goal is, and tie it all in together. Yeah, there's there's uh-huh. a risk conversation that even the small business can have, right? E- yep. Even the CEO of a small business should be able to rattle off pretty quickly the risks, the fears, yep. the concerns. It's like, let's start there. Yep. And and sometimes, sometimes uh, there is real concern. And sometimes you'll find out that their concern is unfounded. So, you know, just being there to reassure them, saying, well, listen, you're worrying about, I don't know, um, uh, this product that we're putting on the cloud, but don't worry about it. You're already protected because we have this other product and it's hopping onto it and, you know, whatever it is. Or sometimes you'll say, oh, wait a minute, there is a real concern here and let me explain it to you and let's tackle this and, and build a strategy around it. But if there's if the MSSP is not digging for the info and, and the owner or the CEO or the management is not being honest or developing their real concerns. And sometimes some people will see it as a weakness and some will say, well, you know, I don't want to tell them everything because I don't want to open up doors to, you know, potential more sales or more products or right. Well, well, or give away the keys to the kingdom, right? Sometimes your risks are your secret sauce for your business itself. Exactly. And, and that's where, and that's where that honest partnership and treat it as a partnership uh, is important and finding the right fit. I mean, not every MSP is the right fit for everybody as well. Uh, I've talked to a few of them and some of them just getting a gut feeling. It's weird to say, but just a gut feeling like I'm not going to be able to talk to this person uh, one-on-one and I don't I, I, he doesn't seem to understand me or I don't seem to understand him and so on and so forth. So finding the right match is, is important as well. I like that. I like that a lot. So how about, how about maturity? Let's, let's put the maturity perspective on the table, right? There's no way that you're going to tackle a small business's entire side of problems in one go. Like, like you're not going to hit all these problems in one go. You no. kind of want to roll it out. And there's kind of a low-hanging fruit approach that we all take towards these things. Like, what does is, what is the maturity model and the low-hanging fruit look like for the little guys? Like, let's get a little concrete here. So, so, so what happens is my, my method of, of doing this is usually doing a, a first pass or a first audit, depending on how, how deep you want it or or how detailed you want it but the best way to show businesses uh the gaps or or what's missing or lacking or the weaknesses is having a, an actual audit and and you know most most companies will be willing to do that um either for a small fee or 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 depending on how detailed the audit is and this is without commitment you know you do the audit you show the owners and management does it, these are the risks, and then you, as a as an expert or as a, not an expert, but you know, as somebody knowledgeable and with experience to, in in the field, is you'll you'll be able to help and say, listen, for your size of company or or organization, you'll highlight the things that they'll be able to do right away and quickly, and this will show them the result. So they'll they'll see the result right away. They'll, they'll be able to see, feel, touch it, you know, whereas building a strategy on five years right away and then telling them, okay, well, here's a strategy. It's five years. 
yeah, it's a bit, it's still a bit far for them. You know, it's still, you know, I'm not only going to see the result in maybe three years, five years, whatever it is. So they'll have a hard time uh, accepting it or understanding it. But if you say, I don't know, let's say uh, you do a first audit and I'm going to go on the technical side again, just to, just to, you know, make it easy. But let's say you audit and patching is not done or it's like three years old or whatever it is. Well, that's something quick you can address and say, listen, you know, you don't seem to have a patching strategy. Let's help you out. Let's get everybody updated and, and at least close a lot of the open doors. Um, or maybe you'll talk to one or two staff and realize they have no clue what ransomware is or what, you know, training and awareness is, is another easy one in the sense that there's not a lot of necessary investment. It's time. Yes, it's time. But uh, cash up front is, is, you know, is not there. So, and they'll see the result right away. Like they'll see their staff clicking less things. They'll see their staff be more aware when they're answering a phone, uh, asking more questions internally to validate information. So things like that, that you can get right away, get some sort of benefit right away, or at least, you know, uh, some of it. And then once the owners and management see that there is, um, you know, actual progress or, or there is a change, then, you know, you can start going with a strategy, more detail, long-term, and so on. I like it. I like it. And and some, sometimes that's technical components. Sometimes that's process. Sometimes it's people, to your point, education. Exactly. It's the old it's the old people process technology we tackle in the big shops. It's just all over again and scaled down um, and, and results-oriented, results-driven, right? Exactly. Like you've got to show them, look, you got this for that. Look, we did this, and it got you that. We did this, and it got you that. And now we're going to do this. Well, well, you know, I'll give you an example. Like the, 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 there was a company I worked at where, and I, and I call it the fireball story. And I'm not going to name uh, the companies, obviously, but uh, they were, the company I was working at was a small supplier of a bigger company. And that bigger company wanted to come and order us to see what's our security posture and make sure that, you know, we weren't vulnerable and we weren't a backdoor to their systems and so on and so forth. So their CISO came in. Um, did the audit, so we were kind of okay, I, I I would say, but then they raised a few uh, concerns about, let's say, our uh, some of our policies. So we had to rework our policies, and then uh, one of the big concerns they had was the the business continuity planning. We didn't have a solid one, so they had concerns. So all right, so we worked that for uh, you know a lot of back and forth and trying to negotiate you know, what makes sense on both ends because we didn't want to necessarily invest in a whole lot of things compared to them because they were bigger, but we still needed one. I mean, a bit, again, saying like, you know, it's not because we're smaller that we don't need one. We need one. So we wrote one out and then eventually that CISO was, was still not uh, satisfied with what we had as a BCP. So we called up a meeting. We all sat down. So I had the founder, president, CIO, the CISO from the other company and their staff. And I had written the policy. So we were going over it all together um, because normally they don't want to dictate to us what to do, right? Like it's not a right, it's not a right, right way of doing things. They have expectations, but, they, but they're not telling you how to do it or exactly. what exactly to do. So we had this meeting to kind of do like a bit of a session of, you know, brainstorming and see where the issue was really in, in the policy. And one of the things that came up was, well, the scenarios, the, the incident scenarios, we didn't like them. You didn't target, you know, proper 
uh, incident scenarios that could happen and you're not protecting them. And I go, well, give me an example. And she goes, well, what if a fireball falls on your office? And I was like, okay, what if a fireball falls on my office? And that's where you see where there's a disconnect. You know, that's where you see like that CISO is, is expectations is way out there. I mean, and 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 the the owners and and executives that where I was working, their their jaw dropped. They're like, "Well, what are you expecting from us? You know, this doesn't make sense." So it's not because you know you have certain expectations that they they'll fit everywhere and there, and that's why like having proper advisors, having proper MSSP. So these smaller companies, they'll sometimes they'll 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 get them post things from bigger companies, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing for them. Or, and they have to negotiate that, and they have to have somebody that'll be able to either defend them or guide them or 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 demonstrate why they're still good versus what the expectations yeah. are. Yeah, you know, it's funny working in the startup community. It's a very similar set of stories that what you're describing, the, your your fireball story. I, I can't tell you how many times as a startup CISO or a or a provider CISO, because I've been both, you know, even even at the very large scale provider CISO, but the conversations end up being the same. It ends up being where at some point or another in the sales process there are two CISOs sitting across the table from one another. <laughs> and I have discovered that once you can get the two CISOs in the room, and get them going at the same baud rate. Yep. You can bypass sometimes what would otherwise be months of sales crap and contracts going back <laughs> exactly. and forth and legal language and da 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 da. Just get the two CISOs in the room and let them jam out and get it done. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And 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 you know, for small businesses, having an MSSP and having the right people behind you uh, will help. You know, and and it'll it'll be less painful. I mean, um, and, and again. Um, Talking about what you started off with saying that, you know, um, they don't keep certain funding on the side for that or they don't provision for it. And I think smaller companies should start provisioning for it. Even if you don't have it today, start, you know, thinking start about putting a little say, money forward. You know, if this year you can't or it's too late or whatever it is, then start preparing from now for next year. You know, don't wait last minute. Start scoping out who can help you out which MSP, MSSP, sorry. And and if they have a network of partners, a, a good MSSP will have a network of partners uh, or expertise or connections. Uh, they, if they tell you they can do everything, they can secure you, they're 100%, they're this, they're that, you know, that's great. Uh, but you can't be an expert in everything. You can't know everything. You can't know what's going on everywhere. So getting the proper resources, if an MSSP has good partners, um, and they're not forcing you on a certain product. They might have preferences, but you know they should be able to work with you. They should be able to understand your point of view and say, well, okay, you have these tools or this process in place or this uh, type of staff, then let's work with what you have and build that up towards something better. So I love that. You know, again, Small businesses, most people will just try to scare them. Uh, even the stats, I mean, they are scary, but it, it's not tangible for them. They need something they can actually see and measure themselves, their own data, their own environment, their own market. And it, and it boils down to people, process, and technology, and there's so much you can do on people and process that doesn't involve spend. Um, to get to get started as well, to your point, like, you, you know, bring in the trusted advisor for a small amount up front to get a a rough plan of what to do over the next year 
execute yep. on that plan as you can budget accordingly. And there's plenty you can be doing. You know, there's free resources for all manner of stuff for small businesses in terms of cyber. And I think that's something that has to be remembered as well. And and honestly, I mean, uh, uh, a good MSSP will, will have, uh, I would say, out-of-the-box thinking sometimes and, and will be able to adapt. If, if they're very rigid, um, that's a hard sell. And it's going to be hard to reach the market. It's going to be hard to help out the small guy. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Well, listen, George, this has been a fantastic conversation. This is so cool. This is what I wanted to cover. I hope uh, my listeners see a lot of value in this. Like I said, there's a ton of us CISOs that are doing these small things on the side. Maybe it's the spouse's business. Maybe it's the dad's business. Maybe it's just helping out at your local church or whatever it might be. Like, I think there's tons of us that work with the little guys and, and, and struggle sometimes with taking the bigger mid-market enterprise mindset and adopting it to the little guys. I think you've given us a great roadmap here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Very honored. All right. Thank you, listeners. Y'all be good now.